Lord, as we always do, we come to you in prayer, knowing that you are the God who made the mouth and you can direct it the way you want it to go. You can direct our hearts. So I just pray that your will will be done exactly what needs to be spoken. You would lead by your Holy Spirit and be pleased with it and direct it. Thank you for all you're doing with this ministry, Lord. We're humbled, grateful, and just pray you'll continue to do a mighty work for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 90 called A Prayer of Moses. You go all the way down to verse 9. It says, for you have made the Lord my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place. You have to decide to abide. You have to decide to make the Lord your refuge, your dwelling place. Amen? Amen. Someone else is preaching. That's okay. How do you do that? How do you decide to make the Lord your dwelling place? Well, you got to make a move. You got to decide what is home to you, where you want to shelter, where you want to remain anchored. And it's a decision we make, spiritually speaking, we've got to abide. And this is not about a location as much as it is about a person. So if I'm going to abide in the shelter of the Most High, I have to stay close. It's okay. <laughs> I have to stay close to Him. We were talking in the prayer meeting earlier about heaven and what will all be ahead for us. You know, the, there's talk about the millennial reign and there's all millennialism and premillennialism, postmillennialism, and all these millennialisms. But in the end, heaven is where God is. And Jesus said, stay close to me. I love the little, the picture of the little sheep staying close to the shepherd and there's some wolves off in the distance, and they're like, her, and that little sheep is just snuggled up against the Lord and smiling. Yep. <laughs> I'm staying close to my shepherd. And so there was impermanence in the wilderness, but God is a dwelling place. He's where you can find your safety as you sojourn through this world. And this world is a rough place at times. Uh, you know, it. There's, there's things that seem permanent, and then they are not permanent, and they seem dependable, and then maybe they're not dependable. But you are our dwelling place. Why don't we all start here? Why don't we decide that we're going to abide? Let's start in the eternal. Let's start with things that we can trust and know, and then we can move out from there. Moses said in Deuteronomy 33, 26, 27, the eternal God is a dwelling place and underneath us are the everlasting arms. He drove out the enemy from before you and said, destroy. The eternal God, Deuteronomy 33, 27, is a dwelling place and underneath us are his everlasting arms. Isn't that good? He can hold you up. He will be your shelter. He will be your strength. You don't have to fight this battle alone. And that's when we get exalted, exhausted and, um, you know, I think we, we get really weary when we try to do it on our own. You must walk in 
to, a, to the dwelling and stay. <laughs> Walk in and stay. You know, sometimes when people have been away from church for a long time, I've had a lot of conversations with people over the years, and they've said, oh, man, I haven't been to church for a long, long time. It was 19. Uh, I just don't know how to get back. <laughs> I usually say, it's only one step, brother, <laughs> sister. Just walk back in the door. But lightning may strike if I walk in the door. Well, just text us right before you come, and we'll all back off. And, you know, if it happens, then. (laughs) Moses defines who God is by saying in verse 2, before the mountains were born, because we might be saying, well, how, how do I know I can trust God or maybe something like this. How do I know that God will be there to be my safety net? Well, Moses says, before the mountains were born, mountains had a beginning, or thou didst give birth to the earth, God's the creator, and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Isn't that awesome? God is eternal. He has always been there And he ain't going anywhere. Amen? Amen. And Jesus Christ is described as eternal in John 1.1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1.14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, tabernacled among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And I picture John the Apostle just leaning on his chest, having a sense of who he was. Man, I'd want to spend a lot of time. I'd have so many questions, right? But the Lord tabernacled among us. And this one who tabernacled among us is creator. You could render John 1.1, before the beginning began was the word, because he was there before all things were created. Therefore, he is Jesus is the creator. And he made everything, including you and me. The mountains had a time that they were born. Whether you think of, you know, the tallest mountain in the world or a local mountain, Moses would have been very familiar with a specific mountain named Sinai. It was originally called Horeb, a desolate place we learned on Sunday in the book of Exodus. But an alternative name of the mountain was Sinai, and that's where Moses went up to meet God. But there were times when mountains were not, and oceans were not, and fish were not, and humans were not, and God was. See, God, when he created everything, that's when time began. 2 Timothy 1.9 says God uh, existed before time began. I know that that can stretch our mind, but God is eternal. From everlasting to everlasting, there was never a time when he was not God. In an ancient heresy that was uh, pushed by a man named Arius of Alexandria, he claimed that Jesus was the first and greatest creation of God. This teaching was picked up by Charles Taze Russell, who founded Jehovah's Witnesses. And Arius, back, he was uh, actually excommunicated from the church in 325 AD, so a long time ago, he taught that there was a time when the sun was not and had to be created. That's not what the Bible teaches. 
The Bible teaches that Jesus is eternal God. He was there before the beginning began. In fact, he is the beginner. All things were made through him and by him, and without him, John goes on to say in that first chapter, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and that life is, that, uh, life is the light of men. So this is a comforting reality that God is eternal. He's always been there. He, this is part of his nature. And even when there was only chaos, there was nothing here, he was there. And he made all things. He made the mountains and the seas. I think scientists have it up to, well, I think, if I recall correctly, something like 19 million forms of plants and animals, species, uh, an amazing array of diversity and complexity in the world. Just look at plant life, look at insect life, look at you know sea life. It, it is amazing what God created. And then look at human beings. Just think about your circulatory system. Look, think about your eyes. Think about the fact that you can assimilate food. You get cut and your body heals. That's not evolution, folks. That's the God who is from everlasting to everlasting. That's the ultimate chemist. The ultimate designer made you. And he made you in his image. And the Bible says that we are to remember our creator, Ecclesiastes 12.1, in the days of our youth, before the evil days come. Then Ecclesiastes 12.7 says, dust will return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit will return to God who gave it. Now, we're going to get into some of the hard things that Moses dealt with in the wilderness in this psalm, and it's the brevity of life. And here's what it says. Thou, God, does turn back, turn man back into dust and does say, return, O children of men. Uh, an unfortunate part of pastoral ministry is dealing with death. And... Uh, you know, I've, I've dealt with a lot of different situations, not that I necessarily wanted to, but walking families through the grief of losing a loved one. And uh, in our modern times, and I, I'm not going to get into the debate about cremation and burial right now, but people have had loved ones cremated, and sometimes people will spread the ashes of a loved one uh, somewhere to honor their wishes or what have you. And it's amazing to me to think about a person who may have been with us a week before, and now their parts, if you will, are down to a bag of dust. And if you've ever been part of a ceremony like this, if it's a little bit windy, you throw the ashes as best you can, and the wind pushes them away, or people have wished to have their ashes spread on a mountain or you know the ocean or whatever. But to look at that, to, to look at a, a person's being, body, going back to that. Genesis 3.19 says that you will go back to the dust because of the curse. We die because of sin and the curse. And man goes back to the dust. Moses led probably over a million people out of Egypt. And then they, you know, remember they were multiplying rapidly. And then, of course, they would have had children in that 40-year period of time. And since only two entered into the promised land who were 20 and above, how many funerals do you think Moses presided over? He lived 120 years. 
He was with the people that last 40 years of the three 40s of his life, you know, 40 years in Egypt, 40 in Midian, and then 40 leading them out and then being in the desert. That last 40 years, Moses saw a lot of miracles, but dealt with a lot of sorrow. He buried a lot of friends. And some of you have experienced that, you know, just in your lifetime where you've lost some friends, young and old, and it's hard. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a longtime listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. He was with the people that last 40 years of the three 40s of his life, you know, 40 years in Egypt, 40 in Midian, and then 40 leading them out and then being in the desert. That last 40 years, Moses saw a lot of miracles, but dealt with a lot of sorrow. He buried a lot of friends. And some of you have experienced that, you know, just in your lifetime where you've lost some friends, young and old, and it's hard. And the Bible tells us why this happens. We die because the wages of our sin is death. And, you know, when we do a memorial service or a funeral, we try to articulate that, not because we're trying to beat people up, but we're just trying to share the truth of why we die so people can run to the remedy. (laughs) Amen? And the remedy is Jesus Christ who died in our place to take the wrath of God. And so he goes on, he says, a thousand years, for a thousand years, he's speaking to God now, in thy sight are like yesterday, or you could say like one day, when it passes or as a watch in the night. I think Jesus came walking on the sea, if I recall correctly, in the fourth watch of the night when the morning hours were the darkest, you know, sometime in the early a.m. hours. And the night was split up into either three or four parts. And we know that in 2 Peter 3, 8, Peter says, as the Lord is concerned, beloved, one day is as a thousand years, 2 Peter 3, 8, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow about his promises. Some count slowness, but he's patient toward you. He's not wishing that any perish, but what? All come to repentance. 2 Peter 3, 9. 
This is why the second coming hasn't happened yet. That's the context of 2 Peter 3, because he wants as many people as possible to come into the boat, <laughs> amen, to be saved. And so he is, if we can put it in our way of thinking, he's put off the coming for a while. A thousand years, that's a long time. Uh, Adam lived 930 years. That's a long lifetime. A thousand years. Now, a lot of us in this room, we have a lot of memories right now, and we have chapters that have gone by, and we're like, can you imagine? You know, if somebody makes it to a hundred, we're like, wow, look at, whoa. But to God, a thousand years with all the memories of mornings and evenings and in-betweens, to him, they're like nothing. They're a drop in the bucket. Why? Because he's eternal. He's not bound by time. And there's going to be a time when we won't be impacted by time the way we are right now. Again, in the prayer meeting, we were talking a little bit about heaven and stuff. And uh, depending on how old you are, time becomes your enemy. Can I get a witness? <laughs> a lot of us are trying to slow down time. Slow it down. When you're young, you're trying to speed it up. I just want to be 10. I just have to be 12. I got to be 16. 18, can't wait. I can vote. Oh, don't worry about that. And then 21, 21. And then 25, and then, whoa. <laughs> Slow her down. Something happens around 25. The chemical makeup of the body <laughs> begins to shift. There's this, I enjoy watching stand-up comedy, and there's this comedian, he's up there, and he's a retired police officer. And he's calling out this young kid in the audience, and he goes, hey, how old are you? And this guy's like in his 50s. Retired police officer, he's got a flashlight up on the stage. How old are you? 17, 17. What do you know about life, 17? And he's grilling this kid, as comedians sometimes will do, and he goes, you know when you become a man, 17? He goes, no. He goes, do you know what a prostate is? <laughs> when you know where your prostate is, that's when you become a man. All the men in the room who are at a certain age will say amen, but we won't go there. Life <laughs> moves by quickly. We, we're not getting a thousand years. Most of us aren't getting to 100. I did an internet search before this sermon. I was going to do people, celebrities who died in the last six months. Forget about that. I just did 2021. I just looked at essentially the last 30 days of celebrities who have passed away. And I'm, I don't have the list right before me, but some of you remember the TV show Saved by the Bell. Uh, I can't remember. He, his character was Screech. And he's dead at 44 of cancer. Another young Asian actress, uh, and I'm doing this from the top of my head, I think she's no more than 28. She's gone. There's people that died in their 90s. Uh, Hank Aaron, I think, was in his 80s. Tommy Lasorda, I think, was 93. <clears throat> but if you ever want to just be smacked back to reality, because we forget just do famous people that died in the last 30 days. And you, you have forgotten a lot of people who have passed away. 
Cloris Leachman is gone. There's a lot of other names. And these are just famous people that we know of because they were on TV or movies. I'm not talking about the rest of the planet. I'm not talking about everything that's happened around the world that we don't even know about. That has swept them away like a flood. The image here, and again, this is kind of the bummer section of the psalm, but it, it seems like somebody's here and it's like they fell in floodwaters and it swept them away. Have you ever seen video of that or experienced something like that? It's scary, right? Someone could fall into a rushing river and it, if they can't grab onto something or get rescued, they get swept away. That's the image of death. They fall asleep. That's another metaphor for the body dying. In the morning, here's another metaphor. They're like grass, which sprouts anew. My grass does really well in the spring. You get spring rains, and typically you don't have to do a whole lot to your grass, and poof, the grass goes, right? And where are those kids to mow the lawn? You're mowing the lawn every week. Right now, grass ain't looking so good. And mankind's compared to grass. You sprout one moment, and the next moment, you're gone. In the morning, it flourishes, it sprouts anew. Toward evening, it fades and withers away. This is 1 Peter 1, 24, 25. says, all flesh, mankind is like grass. All its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers, the flower falls off, but the word of the Lord abides forever. And this is the word which was preached to you. 1 Peter 1, 24 and 25. You can also write down Isaiah 40, verses 6 through 8. It's the same idea. We pass away. For we've been consumed, Psalm 90, verse 7, by thine anger. Remember, wilderness wanderings, the direct context. And by thy wrath, we have been dismayed or terrified, literally, confounded by terror. Thou hast placed our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy presence. You've been listening to A Prayer of Moses, Part 2 on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 90. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, the Living Truth app is a great way to stay up to date with what we're doing here at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, Bible studies, family events, and of course, worship services. If you're out of the area, the LT app has a lot for you too. You can watch and listen to Pastor Michael's latest teachings. Download the Living Truth app in your app store. The Living Truth app is the one with the red logo and the pillars. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, there's no doubt that Psalm 90 not only talks about this eternal creator, but talks about his anger and his wrath. And specifically dealing with the children of Israel as they wandered in the wilderness and wallowed in rebellion and unbelief. And that's why they were laid low in the wilderness. And that's why Moses watched so many people die And I'm sure that he presided over many funerals. And this reality of the wrath of God is something that, you know, sometimes we don't want to talk about because people say, well, isn't God a loving God? Yes, he's a loving God, but he's also just. And the people of Israel rebelled against him, and so he did judge them. And, you know, death is the consequence of sin. We have to remember, you know, we can't avoid it, folks. We hear of people dying every day, and it's because sin. You see, the wages of sin is death, but here's the hope we have. The free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
So I think it would be, you know, just it wouldn't benefit us much to try to avoid the topic of God's wrath because that explains a lot, just like his love does. His wrath explains a lot about the world. But remember, Jesus Christ came to take God's wrath for us at the cross. You can look at Romans 5, specifically verses 8 through 10, where it talks about God's love on display and his wrath on display at the cross. Those two realities intersect at the person of Jesus Christ, who drank the cup of the wrath of God for you and for me. Amazing love. And if you've not met this God who poured his wrath on his holy son, you know, God the Father allowed God the Son to die in our stead. Come to know him today. You know, he is literally a prayer away. The Bible does say, repent and believe. Trust in Jesus Christ. Say, Lord, be my king and my God. I repent. I want to serve you as my king, and I want to follow and add to your kingdom. Hey, if you'd like help with that, we're available Tuesday through Friday at 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. So reach out to us today, and we'd love to pray with you and help you more in a walk with Jesus Christ. And we'd be excited to hear about those of you who have opened your heart for the first time to the Lord. Well, hey, we have a Wednesday night service at Living Truth Christian Fellowship, where I serve as senior pastor, 7 p.m., each Wednesday night, a little bit more casual service, but we're right now we're going through the book of Psalms and we're uh, teaching individual Psalms, so powerful, medicine for the soul. And we're right at 1009 Arsenal Way in the city of Corona. You can get driving directions when you go to walkintruth.com, click on the church tab, or download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in your app store today. Come on out. We'd love to have you and love for you to worship with us. God bless you. We'll see you right here tomorrow. One more reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Thanks to listeners and church partners like you, we're now on three more radio stations, so praise God. If you're a longtime listener, please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. And join us tomorrow for the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 90 called A Prayer of Moses. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.